Joining us in the studio, uh, two-fifths of the band, the Left by Snakes, the uh, songwriters, uh, Chuck Baker and Tony Burgess. Great to have you guys here in the studio. Great to be here. Uh, Many people know, of course, Chuck Baker from Northern Tracks on the PFM. Fantastic singer, songwriter, artist, composer. Uh, Left by Snakes is quite a departure from what we're used to of Chuck Baker. Yeah, it certainly is. when you get mixed up with a guy like Tony Burgess, uh, anything can happen. And, now, Tony uh, Burgess, of course, known as a author, playwright, and uh, uh, now a musician. Was music always part of your thing, or is this a new thing for you? It goes way back for me. I would never sort of as as you know developed as, as Charlie mm-hmm. Charlie is, uh, but back in the day, you know, in the in the sort of punk scene in the eight, early eighties in Toronto, I had about fourteen bands. Yes, and probably one every couple of days. Right, and that's, uh, some of them were just in name only, and uh, but yeah, that that goes way back for me, and uh, certainly have always had a kind of ongoing interest. And in, uh, musical theater was my thing when I moved up here right. from Toronto. Right, we did yes. I did ten ten or so of those plays in Wasaga Beach, and and that kind of changed the way that I uh, uh, felt about myself as a singer. Because mm. I, I never really did. I thought I was sort of a, a screamer, screamer and a noisemaker, right? right? And, and then learned really through musical theater how to how to how to sing. And then hooked up with Charlie, and uh, as we like to say, we uh, destroyed his promising career. <laughs> well, it's interesting because let's uh, let's first talk about the concept of Left by Snakes because it really is a concept more than just material. You're not just writing songs, certainly not in the conventional way that, that most uh, songwriters write. Right. Um, certainly um, artists throughout history have tried to do things in a new way and uh, reinvent themselves over and over again. It's certainly something we did, and Tony as a writer and myself as a, a musician writer. I looked at Tony and said, well, you're a writer, right? How about you write some lyrics for me and we'll get together and start start doing this. But our process has really developed over the last few years and uh we write the songs as we record them Uh, so let me get this straight you you stand there in front of the microphones you hit record and that's when the song starts getting written yeah that's that that, that's the idea And, and you have but you have to do them in a kind of bulk bulk way because you can't expect that uh that you're going to get the song you want uh, by you know the first time, so you've got to do forty or fifty, uh, forty or fifty automatic takes right. of of uh, of uh, any any you know any given given idea. You're not repeating those songs; you just do them once, and then you stop. Usually, one or two minutes. Uh, and as I, I was saying earlier, you stop what you, you yell tapped when the song is getting out of hand or out of control. So usually, that's, it takes about a minute or two minutes. And what you're looking for is a it's a kind of a perfect song. So after you do 40 or 50, maybe one of them will be perfect and four of them will be serviceable. So then at the end of the week, you've got... Certainly our ratio is going up over the it's years. It's going up. You know, we'll get, uh... <laughs> but but you, you then take those songs that... So you're not even talking about what the subject matter is. No, no, no. You're not, you don't, you're not no. coming in with some notes of here's some lines I'm going to no use. No discussion Absolutely of key. Yeah. No discussion you don't have a chord tempo, progression in mind. Nothing. nothing. No, no, no. Not even word one. For lyrics, I, I often... I don't know. When we go back and look at them, I have no idea what... What you said. He, what he's saying. We, don't, we use the, the third person. We, we can't use the first person because we don't really remember making these songs. So it's like being a cover band uh, when we learn the songs. And we learn them exactly as they were... Uh, tapped out so that 
as Charlie was saying earlier, even the mistakes, the the structural problems, or the or the you know the muffed melodies or whatever, you you copy those, you cover those exactly. You you are kind of slave to that. Now, now Chuck, you as a, as an artist and as a songwriter, and, and Tony, you as a, as a, as a writer. Previous to this, your career was all about editing and checking and re-going and, and, and you know, fine-tuning. You don't do any of that now. Right. It's pretty freeing kind of experience, really. And it's a visceral thing. It's not – yeah, you're absolutely right. It's kind of liberating and you get to do things in mad bursts and you play the mad, mad scientist uh, sipping whiskey till 3 in the morning and uh, belting out tunes, right? Now, is there any thought of going back and saying, hey, you know what, if we add a bridge to this or if we add an extra harmony to this or... Sometimes we will take that original tap that we might record um, on an iPhone, for example, and use that as a bed track and build on top of it. Certainly, yeah, we will add harmonies. And uh, the the really fun part for us lately has been including a, a band. We have three other... Right. Three other bandmates, uh, Gord Way on drums and Keith Elliott on guitar and uh, Mike Young on bass. And the fun part is to bring them along with us and learn these and add add parts and turn them into songs. But because you started with nothing, there's no charts, there's no lyric no. sheets, there's nothing to go. You so, actually have to learn the song as if you were covering yourself. Yes, exactly. And, well, and we do sit down because we've got to teach them – not teach them. We've got to give, give, give the band members something they can work with. Right. So Charlie, who's a, incredibly organized and a, and a very you know, polished musician and knows his way around you know, charts and knows his way around mm-hmm. stuff like that, is I'll sit down with the tunes and, and I'll, I'll – um, you know, transcribe what I think the lyrics might be. Okay. Often it's phonetically because the, there's no actual words being sung by the guy, <laughs> and, and I get annoyed by him often. But <laughs> this is you you're talking. Yes, about. yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then and then uh, uh, I'll write those out and hand them to Charlie, and Charlie will try and figure out what the guitar, what the guy on guitar is doing, which is often. Equally infuriating to him because he doesn't remember what. He well, did. and because he, he does things you Sometimes just shouldn't it's do. Years, years and years ago, and we turned them out uh, in such great numbers that you sift through thousands and thousands of these taps while you're out and about, and and you say, "There's, there's one. There's a good hook. There's a good, there's a good tap to pursue." It, yeah, and it, as inaccessible as this sounds, or it's kind of esoteric, it's uh, what we're actually looking for is a hooky song. Like a real poppy, magical, you know, great harmonies, potential in it, and all that kind of stuff, and get in and out. What are you minutes. looking for lyrically? Oh, I don't, I don't, I have no idea. Lyrically, uh, I just don't want him to say anything too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's my broadcast. Whatever. <laughs> uh, you guys are performing these songs live. You're in residence right now at the Crow. This is a, a wonderful. Uh, opportunity for for a band like this isn't it such a great place uh an opportunity to play up here normally we will drive down to the city to toronto and and play and uh we really like the chance to be up here playing these original tunes and certainly the crow is fostering that and we're uh, our songs are so short we're trying to uh trying to play 100 per night <laughs> That's the that's the goal. What is the reaction you're getting uh, f- from performing these live? What what are what are audiences saying when they're looking at this? People people dig it. I mean, it's like this 
big burst, uh, you know, the big onslaught of like crazy hooks that roll into each other. And, and we, we, we work very hard with the band mm. to get them right. I mean, they have to. Or it, wrong, if or, that's how it was. Yeah. Or wrong. If <laughs> but you can't, if we did it kind of sloppily or haphazardly right. or just, then it would be, me- it would be a mess. I, what we do with the band is like the exact opposite of what we do in taps. In, with the band, it has to be tight. It has to turn on a dime. We have to do, we, the first uh, few times we were performing, and it, we usually perform in Toronto, in in, in clubs down there. Uh, we would do songs, uh, a set where there is no break between a song. The last note is the first note of the next song, and so it would be this seamless, you know, forty sort of minutes. Medley. Yes, well, yes, and so it's like almost like a radio station. You're spinning the dial, and you're hitting all these other things. But people tend to really like. It. I mean, we're we're. We're not we're we're not surprised because we're we, we love it, mm. uh, but we are surprised because uh, people respond really well. Like it's f- it's supposed to be co- it's supposed to be fun and and kind of joyful and creative and propulsive and poppy and you know accessible. Really, we've got left by snakes coming up in the Northern Tracks Independent Spotlight.